a single soul Reaching a further and stepping in closer Hello, welcome to Living Life. Um, I'm excited as we wrestle God's Word together. I know sometimes reading the Bible can be easy, and I know sometimes reading even a chapter of the Bible can become uh, really difficult work, but I think as we wrestle and as we persevere, I think there's tremendous fruit. So let's wrestle with God's Word together, and let's get through this, and let's find the amazing treasures and fruit that's hidden in today's Word. So verse uh, chapter 23 it begins, or rather chapter 22 ends with Paul standing in front of the Sanhedrin. And Sanhedrin was a group composed of Sadducees and Pharisees. They had different beliefs, but they were pretty much the 70 most important religious leaders of that day. And Peter is, uh, I'm sorry, Paul is standing in front of them and he kind of exposes their hypocrisy. And kind of Paul, I, I feel like God gave Paul wisdom at that very moment. And Paul, he kind of starts this uh, commotion within themselves. So it's very interesting. So let's get into today's word together. Acts chapter 22, verse 30 through chapter 23, verse 11. The commander wanted to find out exactly why Paul was being accused by the Jews. So the next day he released him and ordered the chief priests and all the members of the Sanhedrin to assemble. Then he brought Paul and had him stand before them. Paul looked straight at the Sanhedrin and said, My brothers, I have fulfilled my duty to God in all good conscience to this day. At this, the high priest Ananias ordered those standing near Paul to strike him on the mouth. Then Paul said to him, God will strike you, you whitewashed wall. You sit there to judge me according to the law, yet you yourself violate the law by commanding that I be struck. Those who were standing near Paul said, How dare you insult God's high priest? Paul replied, Brothers, I did not realize that he was a high priest. For it is written, Do not speak evil about the ruler of your people. Then Paul, knowing that some of them were Sadducees and the others Pharisees, called out in the Sanhedrin, My brothers, I am a Pharisee, descended from Pharisees. I stand on trial because of the hope of the resurrection of the dead. When he said this, a dispute broke out between the Pharisees and the Sadducees, and the assembly was divided. The Sadducees say that there is no resurrection, and that there are neither angels nor spirits, but the Pharisees believe all these things. There was a great uproar, and some of the teachers of the law who were Pharisees stood up and argued vigorously. We find nothing wrong with this man, they said. What if a spirit or an angel has spoken to him? The dispute became so violent that the commander was afraid Paul would be torn to pieces by them. He ordered the troops to go down and take him away from them by force and bring him into the barracks. The following night, the Lord stood near Paul and said, Take courage. As you have testified about me in Jerusalem, so you must also testify in Rome. Today's text starts off with an uh, intense encounter between Paul and the Sanhedrin. And Paul starts again by saying, My brothers, I have fulfilled my duty to God 
in all good conscience to this day. Now again, his address to them is very important because he's addressing them as brothers. Paul himself, before he encountered Christ, he was part of the um, Sanhedrin himself, and he was a um, uh, very passionate and very uh, ardent religious follower. And we know that because when Paul shared his testimony, he says that he went on persecuting people, not only in Jerusalem, but he went to Judea, to Samaria. And not only did he persecute men, but he persecuted women also. So we know that Paul was very zealous. So as he starts his speech by saying, brothers, he's kind of telling, uh, he's kind of letting them know, hey, listen, I was once just like you guys. I was zealous for the law. I was very passionate about what I believed in. And I persecuted Christians. But he's saying that I've changed. Um, I've encountered Jesus and uh, a part of me changed. And when he says, as soon as he says that, the high priest orders for Paul to be struck in the mouth and he probably got either punched or slapped. You know, um, doesn't, it's not really important what happened to him, but he got struck. And in verse 3, Paul says, God will strike you, you whitewashed wall. You sit there to judge me according to the law, yet you yourself violate the law by commanding that I be struck. Now, during that time, it was against the law to strike a fellow Jew. But this high priest, because he feels like Paul is, uh, what Paul is saying is blasphemous, he orders him to be struck. And the word that Paul uses, saying, you whitewashed wall, is kind of interesting because what he is implying is that they're like this whitewashed wall. On the surface, on the outside, they may seem pristine, that they may seem clean, just like a whitewashed wall, but he knows that inside, deep in their hearts, and if we peel the white paint away, we see this rotten, rotten heart, and that's what Paul was uh, implying at. And Paul, again, he gets reprimanded by the Sanhedrin, and they're, they're like, how dare you insult God's high priest? And Paul says, brothers, I did not realize that he was a high priest, for it is written, do not speak evil about the ruler of your people. So Paul acknowledges that he kind of spoke out of anger. He spoke too brashly. And uh, one thing that I took away from today's text is that this was a perfect opportunity for Paul to kind of evangelize to Sanhedrin, uh, to, his, to the Pharisees and to the Sadducees. But out of his anger, out of his uh, brash um, vocabulary that he used, he kind of lost that chance. So I think it's a reminder to us even that, that we know that Paul was not perfect. Even though Paul was the greatest missionary that the world has ever known, Paul sometimes in his own anger or some, uh, Paul sometimes in his um, uh, poor decision-making skills that he's, ha he's made mistakes himself. And I feel like God put him in this position to kind of spread the gospel, to preach the good news to even the Pharisees, even the Sadducees, even these uh, religious leaders during that time who on the outside were like whitewashed walls, but in the inside, they needed Jesus the most. But Paul kind of lost that opportunity. But, what, but God still shows grace upon Paul. And what he does is, my brothers, in verse 6, I am a Pharisee, descended, uh, descended from Pharisees. I stand on trial because of the hope of the resurrection of the dead. So what Paul does, he touches on a core issue that the Pharisees and Sadducees were not openly arguing about, but the tension was always there. The, the Pharisees believed in 
angels. They believed in um, the hope of the resurrection, while the Sadducees, they didn't believe in any of the spiritual stuff. They strictly observed the law, the law that they received from Moses, but the angels, uh, life after death, they were kind of wary of that. So once Paul declares his opinion, and once Paul kind of states that I myself was a Pharisee in the past, what happens in the Sanhedrin is two parts began taking place. So we have one party, obviously the Pharisees, taking Paul's side, and we had the Sadducees wanting to completely kill and destroy Paul because of his views. And a fight breaks out, and the fight becomes so intense that the Roman commander had to come and take Paul away because if Paul was left in that situation, he probably would have been killed on the spot. And verse 11, the following night, the Lord stood near Paul and said, Take courage. As you have testified about me in Jerusalem, so you must also testify in Rome. So I feel like the ending of this text today in verse 11 is interesting on many different notes because the Lord didn't come immediately to Paul to kind of to encourage him to be by his side, but God makes Paul wait a day. And I imagine during that one day where Paul was kind of sitting in prison, just um, uh, going through all the events that took place, how the Pharisees and the Sadducees were fighting, how the angry Jewish mob were trying to kill him. I'm sure all these thoughts were passing through his mind, and I'm sure he kind of felt maybe neglected, maybe ignored by God. But God purposely comes to him the uh, night afterwards in God's time, not when, not when Paul needed him the most, but when God saw fit and he stood near Paul. And I, I feel like that part is very important to me because God knew that Paul needed the Lord near. God didn't stand far away from Paul and kind of you know, t uh, told Paul to take courage, but the Lord was near Paul when Paul needed him and says, he said, take courage, do not be afraid, I am here. I may not have appeared to you when you needed me the most, but when I saw that it was my time, I came and don't worry, I'm here. And just as you have uh, testified about me in Jerusalem, I'm going to send you to Rome. So we're going to see how the chain of events take place and how Paul goes from Jerusalem to Rome where the Spirit was leading him. So let's go into time of prayer. Just to recap today's text, um, Paul stands in front of the Sadducees and Pharisees and he kind of exposes their hypocrisy and he calls them you guys are just like whitewashed walls. You guys may seem clean on the outside, but we know that inside there's a rotten heart. And when Paul uh, tells them that he himself was a Pharisee and that he has uh, the hope of the resurrection, a fight breaks out between the Sadducees and the Pharisees. And it becomes so intense to the point where the commander of the Roman uh, army in that region has to come and save Paul and puts him in prison. And while Paul is just waiting in prison, the Lord doesn't appear to him immediately. He appears to him a day later, not in Paul's time, but in God's time. But when he comes, he stands very near Paul and he reassures him. He encourages him and he tells Paul to take courage that he's going to send him uh, to Rome to spread the gospel there as well. So may we take courage as well and let's go into time of prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, I want to thank you so much for the message that you have given us today. Uh, just as Paul stood in front of the, uh, the, the Pharisees and Sadducees and proclaimed that uh, 
He was sent by God to deliver the gospel to the Gentiles, just as Paul had courage. But at the same time, Paul kind of lost uh, his opportunity to spread the gospel because of his anger, because he was unable to uh, control his tongue. May we know that um, you place us in certain situations to share the good news, to share the gospel with people. May not our anger take control of us, but may we be level-headed in all situations. May we be spirit-led. And just as uh, you encountered Paul in prison, and that you weren't far away from him, but you stood near him to encourage him, uh, in our places of hardship in our lives, I pray that we may feel your presence. We, we, may we know that when you come to us, you're not far away, but you're near to us, and that you come to encourage us. We thank you, we love you, and in your precious name we pray. Amen. For a single soul, reaching a further and stepping in closer, see